This is Naomi Klein representing the Compass Office in Beverly Hills, and you're listening to the Real Talk Podcast. What up, everybody? This is Chef Jack Harris at the uh, Talk Team Podcast. This is Jade with the Jessica Northrup team from Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to the Real Talk Podcast. Welcome to Real Talk. I appreciate you joining us in our venture. Uh, we have a new guest today, one of my favorite people in the building, and I'm really excited, actually, uh, when I originally first started this podcast, I was thinking in my head, who would be a great, energetic, knowledgeable, fun podcast guest? And there's only a handful that I really thought of at the top of my head, and the top person, actually, in my mind, was Daisy Dolan. So, Daisy, welcome. Thank you for coming today. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, so excited to be here. Yeah, so excited. I'm stoked. Uh, D- uh, Daisy, obviously, has been with us for uh, about a year and, what, four months, five months now? Yep, just yep. about. One of the first people that I met on her first day, Danielle and I met on her first or second day at Compass, yep. Yep. and that was the day when I think Compass had a retreat, so everybody was out except for you. You were here. <laughs> I joined too late to go to Camp Compass. Yeah, you didn't yeah. get to go to Camp Compass, right. but he had to meet us. So, in any event, I'm here uh, joined with my co-host Danielle Stout. What's up, everyone? Danielle will be chiming in with her hard-hitting questions with Daisy today. Uh, but before we start, I want to give you a quick background about Daisy, who she is. Uh, she is a graduate of the Cornell School of Hotel Administration. I went to Cornell University. Ah, uh, great. Boom, boom. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. Better, if anyone's ever seen The Office. Uh, but she is a graduate of the Hotel Administration where she got her bachelor's degree in business management, marketing, and related support services. Uh, the <laughs> this is just the read LinkedIn prior, podcast. <laughs> this is. And prior to that, she is actually a native New Yorker, and she is a graduate of the Deerfield Academy. Yes, indeed. Where, where did you grow up? In, in, in off Broadway, right? Yes, I was actually. So I lived. I lived. Was born and raised in London. London. And then yeah. When we moved to the states, um, our first apartment in New York was on Seventeenth and Broadway, above um, That's what right. was Sleepy's. Seventeenth. So you're literally two blocks from our office. Yeah, and everywhere apartment. I've worked since since oh. I started working in New York has been within this five block. Radius. What's above the Sleepy's right now? The same? Is it a same apartment? I'm assuming. A sick apartment. Yeah. <laughs> a sick apartment. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, so a native New Yorker, one of the few native New Yorkers that works at Compass. Yep. Uh, upon her graduation, she worked at various industries, mainly in the service restaurant industry. Uh, she was working as a channel sales, ex- channel sales executive at Aviro. And then after that, she worked at Reserve, an app that many of us use on a daily basis. And she was also the sales director there. After working there for about a year, she joined Compass as a strategic growth manager for one year and then recently had got promoted as a senior strategic growth manager, or as we would call SGM. So I would really be interested in hearing more about that role and how uh, she had advanced her way through the the, through the corporate ranks. ladders of, of Compass. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so super excited. Uh, but please uh, follow her if you... Or on Instagram, you can follow her at Days and Confused. Days is D A I S E D N, not letter N. Confused with a Z, not an S. Days and Confused. She, her social media channels are very energetic, fun, uh, motivating, and uh, I certainly do entertain. I get entertained by entertained and motivated totally. by watching your channels. It's, yeah. it's definitely uh, definitely fun. 
So please, Daisy, welcome. Thank you for coming today. Thank you so much. It's funny, I actually, um, if you post an Instagram story about you working out before I post one about meditating and or the sun coming up. Like, oh, he got me. There's a scoreboard in the sky for me of which one of us gets up earlier every day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think we live in the same neighborhood. We do. Yeah, Yeah. we actually talk about this all the time. I mean, I talk about this with Carla Thomas, who also lives in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know Carla? Mm -hmm. It's the one thing funny, one funny thing about Williamsburg is you never see the people that live in your neighborhood. No, only social exclusively. Only We're all creating at work, content. Yeah. Or, or yeah, but we. I will never run into. I have a, another Compass friend, a friend of a friend that at Compass that lives on my floor, uh-huh. and I've n- never seen her. Oh my goodness! <sighs> never. It's crazy. Huh? Yeah, and it's not like, yeah, I'm going out of my way not to <laughs> avoid yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah. You just never see them. That's true. So. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, you do wake up at the toy. Was it the toy factory? It's a good building. Yeah, um, it's and a great building. They they have some awesome ceilings and windows. Awesome ceilings and windows. Awesome sunlight. The windows do look great. I yeah, see. thank yeah. you. You're and so I see your story, close. and you get that crazy sunrise view. Because I don't get a sunset. I got to work with what I got. <laughs> All the action for me is before dawn. You got to work with what you got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, so, so your, your social channels are very motivating and we motivate each other, which is good. Yeah, it's perfect. That's good. Uh, does it motivate you, Danielle? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm up anyway. I love the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. You're already working. We're out futzing about going for a job. She wakes up earlier than I do. So, yeah, she's, Danielle's, Danielle, Danielle's morning routine I'm is up before the sun, too. Very yeah, structured. So I just don't get a cool sunrise. Uh. Yeah. And Daisy and I also have a very nice mutual friend. Uh, Courtney Krulis, who used to work with us. Talk about Cor- a dream guest. Talk about an awesome person, too. Yeah. Human being. And I really enjoyed when she branched off. Uh, she created her sold, S-O-U-L-D, sold personal training, coaching. Motivationing, yeah. motivation coaching program that I really... Life coaching. Had. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> she's great. She's great. But I would love to... Actually, she'd be a great guest one day, too. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, more about you today. More about me. Okay, where More do you want to start? You. Yeah, I know. Where do you want to You were born and raised in New York. Uh, let's just, maybe five minutes of how you got here from Deerfield Academy. Sure. So I was at Deerfield Academy right around the, the financial crisis. And so while everyone around me was doing their APs and thinking about like, being an English major somewhere, all I cared about was like, what, how was I going to make money? Like, mm-hmm. what was the college program that I was going to do that was going to get me a good job? And I'd always loved hospitality. Um, I'd kind of, I'd grown up in the industry a little bit and the Cornell Hotel School is kind of a 700 person college within the 14,000 person university that is Cornell. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting place because it's about 50% really deep understanding of operations. Like we had a class called culinary theory and practice, which was a two part class. One, all the ways that food can and will kill you in restaurants. Um, nothing like talking about botulism at 8am on a Wednesday morning. Um, and then the other part was a lab where you were cooking food and you were learning how to make food at a really high volume. The second part of the school was really based on um, business management. It was almost like a business undergrad program. Mm -hmm. So my first semester, I was taking uh, financial modeling, um, financial accounting, and then also like introduction to hotel operations where you had to actually work a shift as a maid at the on-site hotel. hotel. What hotel were you working out of? There's There's a hotel on campus. Oh, okay. Yeah, no joke. Professionally run. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really nice. Really nice. So I, um, about... 
half of my friends at school went right from school into a, like a, a food and beverage or a hospitality operations training program. Like the Four Seasons has a great one, Marriott, Kimpton, and then about half my friends were going into finance. Okay. So commercial real estate, well, real estate finance, yeah, Wall Street. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really want to do either of those. My internships leaned toward ops. I was also a teaching assistant for principals of real estate, managerial accounting. But the one trend that I noticed was that whenever we had guest speakers, which I was very lucky they were often, all of these guest speakers would come in and talk about this amorphous thing called technology, right? Like the someone from Marriott would come in, give a whole speech about you know customer service, and then end with, yeah, we're also really thinking a lot about technology. Don't know much about it. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. like BlackRock, blah, 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 technology. Not, not to interrupt you, but there was this. Uh, uh, oh, you were there this morning. Were you? There? Yeah, the, the sales meeting. The sales meeting in. in the Mark Andrews and quote, and, uh, if you're not a tech company, you're a big, dumb company. If you're not a tech company, yeah. you're a big, dumb company. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I thought to myself, I was like, well, I guess I should get into this tech thing because if that's, if that's what everyone's talking about and no one really gets it yet, um, all right, let's see what we got. And I don't have, I have no engineering background, but um, I liked numbers and I like talking to people. So I got into a business development role at essentially a, a data analytics company for enterprise level hotels and restaurants. So from what did there, the tech do for hotels? The tech basically analyzed, like when you get your check in a restaurant, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information on there. How long you were sitting there, who your server was, what you ordered, how long it took your food to get there, how much you tipped, if you tipped, if you got, if your server got that um, elusive third drink on the check for mm-hmm. each of you. Oh yeah. So we analyzed trillions of rows of data and simplified it to the point where we could say, okay, this person's stealing from you or this person doesn't know how to upsell wine. Or when you have a sports game on, you need to order 15% more beer. Mm. Um, but the core skill set there was translating technology and selling technology to people that, frankly, are not professional buyers. Like people that work in restaurants, they're, all they focus on, for the most part, is what's right in front of them. The client, right. um, you know, making sure everything gets out on right. time. So they're not some, it's not a consulting job where you're sitting in an office talking to someone else that sits no. in an office. Um, so from there, I moved to a company called Reserve, yep. which has since been acquired by Resi. And is it two separate apps though? It is, right? I but don't. It's if it is, it won't be for I long. I tried I both, and I, one of them just stopped working. I think Reserve stopped working. Reserve did. Yeah, because Reserve was acquired by Resi. So that's not Reserve is no more a thing. Reserve is no. I left before that happened. I left, um, gosh, maybe a year before that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Reserve essentially aimed to merge the principles of OpenTable, so booking with a really great CRM and artificial intelligence to make sure that you were kind of planning your dining room um, as intelligently as possible. Mm-hmm. So that Reserve, I was the director of channel sales, which was essentially selling through people as opposed mm-hmm. to selling to people. Um, so rather than having five sales reps that each had salaries, bonuses, healthcare, um, boots on the ground, why not partner with companies that had the same client profile and right. get them essentially to sell our product for us for a commission mm-hmm. or a flat rate? Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So around the same time, my boyfriend at the time and I were moving in together. Okay. What an exciting time. Um, Very exciting. Wait, I think, were you at Compass by then or no? No. You were, this okay, is how this I got before. to Compass. Oh. So he was moving from SF. I already lived in New York. And we were moving in together. It was like we needed a rental. He was we... living in San Francisco full time and then moved here for... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, um... This is becoming a dating podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spare you the details. Um, so we... 
needed an agent because we, we needed yeah. to move into a place within 30 days. We had no idea how a lot of this worked. Um, you know, I was living in one of those like West Village chop shops with th- three roommates and like... Those are fun, aren't they? They're really fun. It's an experience everyone should have um, and I never want to have again. <laughs> it's very did you, motivating. Did you live with your local friends from New York City or did you live with your new cool Cornell friends. Local. You gotta local. go back to local. <laughs> gotta go Always. back to your roots. If, you, if you're already friends with New Yorkers, you can only live with New Yorkers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so we were moving in together and we worked with a Compass agent and we were both just blown away. Like, we had an experience. We actually met... Um, you want to plug her? Or him? Uh, yeah, his, name's, his name is Adam Fischel. Okay. Um, but he was using all the tools. He had us download the mobile app. We used collections. We used this. We used that. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of looked at each other halfway through the process and thought, like, God, this is so much easier than yeah. any time we'd found an apartment before where we'd used agents in the past where they'd send us the street easy links. And right. it was like... Mm-hmm. It's a whole arduous process. Yeah, it felt like... And it's not organized. It's not organized. And it it's felt all, like, all over the place. Yeah, it felt like we were paying them for time that we didn't have as mm-hmm. opposed to with Compass. It was like, this is such a seamless experience. We're actually having interesting conversations with you about what we should be looking for as opposed to like this link is broken I texted you about this one you know what I mean or yeah or yeah yeah. or we've already seen this before maybe or exactly exactly so my ears kind of perked up and I was like what is going on at compass like how do they need someone like me (laughs) Um, someone like you before we get in that to that that question is someone like you who's born and raised in Manhattan yeah didn't you have high school friends that are already brokers? Well, I was, remember, I was born and raised in England. In England, but I moved, oh, I've yeah. lived in Manhattan since I was, I don't know, like 10. 10, um, I had a couple that were kind of flirting with it, but no one, not really. Like, less, I had a seriously. lot of friends that were in commercial, maybe not on the brokerage side. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of friends in real estate finance. Sure. Um, but I didn't. It wasn't really there. Of course, now everyone I know is in real estate. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> it's like a cult. Once you're in, it's your Once whole Once you're world. in, you're in, yeah. Um, okay. But at the time, no. So, so how did you end up finding uh, Adam, this this broker that you used at Compass? How anyone finds anyone, referral. To referral. Yeah. Good. Word of mouth. Yeah. Very Word good. Word of mouth marketing. Good, good. Um, and so I... I reached out to my friend who, who was doing the strategic growth manager role in Chicago. So she had been working at Reserve with me. Then she left for Compass in Chicago. I called her and I was like, what's a strategic growth manager? Sounds like a fake title. What's going on? Your background's in sales. My background's in uh-huh. sales. Like, what's the in here? Uh-huh. And she explained the role, which for those of you that are unfamiliar, um, a strategic growth manager essentially evaluates market opportunities for top, top, top agents at other brokerages and sees if there might be a business fit in terms of bringing them over to companies. Yes. So the this ultra simplified version is I go around with a net and a bag of equity and I just catch it. <laughs> a net. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, we, we are like fish. Brokers are like fish. No, it's a cold blooded. Very... <laughs> well, what's interesting, I think, and I, I learned this from you actually in our conversation the first day. Like, I'm very grateful that I I cut my teeth in sales working with restaurant people because restaurant people they work weird hours. They're never at a desk. And the personality's a little. It's a cut little gruff. Throat. Yeah, it's a rough little around gruff. the edges. Yeah, and they're not professional buyers. So I think mm-hmm. coming into an industry where you're talking to agents never at their desks, um, not oh, professional really. buy like. You, you know, if someone sold you on the idea of compass, that, that doesn't happen to you often. No. Um, and you have 
less than 30 seconds to speak at all times, but you always want to talk for 45 minutes yeah. if it's about you. Um, so there were a lot of parallels with the restaurant industry that were helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's how I got to Compass. It was, um, fun fact, the Compass interview process is endless. Uh, I think I had four or five interviews and the last interview if you make it like the final boss, so to speak, is the an final round. Yes. Yeah, with with Rob Lehman, who's our chief business officer. Lehman, good I, shout out, my man. Yeah, I like I know nothing about real estate at this point in my life, like absolutely nothing, <laughs> except and, for the fact that you rented through Adam. Right, yes. but it, like, I was a civilian. Like, what did I know? <laughs> and so the final interview, and I was warned about this, is essentially there's no behavioral questions. There's no like describe a time that you were a good team player. It's like you and Rob Lehman sitting in a room for an hour. And he walks in and he's like, all right, I'm just going to pretend to be an agent. Like, I'm at this, I'm this. And like, oh, describe I love this. an agent okay. profile. And he was like, pitch me. And that was it. Okay. All right. Go um, ahead. So what is, did you, can you recall like exactly what you said? Or oh my God, I was so nervous. I blacked out already. You were blacked out. You know, it's like you that Will Ferrell. No like, memories. And then Will Ferrell scene is at old school where he goes on the debate and, yeah. and he like, perp, he like, concocts like the perfect response to the debate, but he like blacked out. I think it, out. it had to be that. He was like, it had oh, to be I that. blacked out. And, and then the judge was like, you just made the perfect that response. Was it. Yeah. There is no rebuttal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I blacked out. I'm, I'm 100% certain that's what that's what I said. So, so you, you do have a little bit of acting in your background. You have a little bit of theater in your background? I do. I was, yes, I, I was I, a I child that. actress. Um, Tell us about that. My first job, I was actually, I was in, uh, I was a child model. I was in Catholic textbooks. Ooh. Yeah, I was like sitting on top of a suitcase pondering <laughs> the creation. Um, that's why you're so good at Instagram. Yeah, thank you. I'm a you natural no performer. You have no, I have no shame. shame. <laughs> and then I was also in educational videos. So I was wheelchair girl in the one about anti-stealing uh-huh. right Amazing. and we couldn't use um the word ipod because it's copywritten so someone's oh. mp3 player had been stolen from their locker and that's what the whole mp3 player yes and then i was also i was some like friend of a friend in the heroin one it was look it was the d- disco days for sure that's so it's all funny. been downhill from there <laughs> uh but going back to the interview this is why yeah. i bring it up is yeah. You probably had something innate that back in your theater days yep. that brought up, hey, yeah. become I'm, an agent. I'm good Tell under me. pressure. Tell yeah. me. And you, you blacked out, but you already had it. It was already innate. Well, I think I had also <laughs> been, I'd been, I'd been coached many times by, um, you know, the friend of mine that was already at Compass and also the recruiting manager. They, they were Were all, you friends with Courtney? Was it somebody else? Uh, no, it was someone else. Okay. It was Maddie Berger, if you're mm-hmm. listening in Chicago. Um, What's up, Maddie? But I'd been, I'd been told many, many, many times, like, do not pretend to know anything about real estate. Like, yeah. do not, like, this is not about market knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is just about your ability to problem solve mm-hmm. and, like, basically connect with people. Um, and so, blacked out, but look, have him on as a guest. He, I'm, I would love to hear 20 minutes of how well I did him. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish that was recorded in the podcast instead. I would really <laughs> like to see what sold Lehman. Yeah. Because uh, Lehman's a very, very excited guy. I think he's very smart. So, if he knows he's being sold to, he will be very judgmental and savvy about it. Yeah, so I had I have two interesting Rod Lewin anecdotes around that interview. The first is that my my friend, my sh- oh, I hope they don't like kick me out because they know I had so much inside info about this <laughs> interview. But my friend Maddie co- said, she said, you know, if he pushes you and he asks you a lot of questions, um, that's actually a good thing yeah. because he just wants to see, like if he doesn't ask you any questions, if you leave feeling like it was a layup, you're not getting hired. Yeah. But true. if he if he pushes you and he asks you a lot of follow up questions, it's because he like he he thinks that you're you're probably handling the line of questioning sure. well. Um, 
And then I asked him once I'd been at Compass for a few months, I said, because we, the crazy thing about my team is that we have such different backgrounds. Yeah. There's someone straight out of business school. There's mm-hmm. someone from consulting. There's someone Wall Street. From, they're they're all yeah. very yeah. different. Sure. And so I asked him, I said, how did you find us? Like, what is it that you're, like, how, if you put all of our resumes out on a table, you would never pick, like, oh, yes, it's this group of people. Right. What, what, what made the, what's the defining characteristic exactly. trait? Exactly. Uh, knowledge, personality. What is it? And so he said, he said, I don't care if you came from Goldman Sachs or if you came from Dairy Queen. I care that no matter where you were, you were the person that everyone just knew they were going to be something. Mm-hmm. Right? You, like you were the person that in any environment, it was like, yeah, that's, that's the one to watch. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can see how that was probably true mm-hmm. with, a, with a lot of members of my team because we all have very different backgrounds, but there's all like, we're all, I mean, now we're all just like showboating against each other. Just yeah. <laughs> well, talk to me about... Speaking of your team, now talk to me about your rise to senior strategic growth manager. Senior strategic growth Congrats. manager. Thank very you so big, much. Very big name. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very, no one has ever, I actually ended my, the, the conversation that I had with my boss, which was on my birthday, about my promotion. And it was, you know, 45 minute one-on-one. We talked about performance review and we talked about promotion ice. And we had, he said, okay, is there anything else? And I saw that we had the room, because conference rooms mm-hmm. and uh, employee headquarters are yep. notoriously difficult. I saw that we had six minutes left in the room. And I said, no, there's no questions. And thank you so much. I'm so happy. Um, but I actually need you to leave because I need to call my mom before we get kicked out of this room. <laughs> I had to call my mother immediately. That's awesome. Tell her. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so a senior strategic growth manager is is the, the same as a strategic growth manager. It just means you have a little bit more territory to work with. You're mm-hmm. covering more markets within markets. Um, so for instance, now I'm also going to be focused a little bit on the Hamptons, which is very exciting. That's very fun. exciting. Yeah, I know. And you go out there new. a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I... You have a house out there or did you have a house out there this summer? you think I make? No, I do not have a house in the Hamptons. I felt, I felt like you were there all the time when I saw my your stories. Friend, my friend has a ha- my friend had a house in the Hamptons through his work. He's a mm. chef. Mm. Oh, so got it. I, as a natural connector, um, you know, you got on that train. Come on, what come else on. are you gonna do? You got a free Hamptons house? Of course, <laughs> of course, I'll come keep you guys company. Why not? Um, but anyway, yeah. so you're, you're covering the Hamptons market. I'm covering the Hamptons, is that, Brooklyn. Is that Hamptons is broken up into at least four or five different markets. Yeah. So are you, you I'm bridge, the western south. half of the Hamptons. Okay. So that's south, that's west, and there's a little bit in the middle. And then Brooklyn as well. Um, I. You're a Brooklyn killer. Brooklyn killer. Yeah. I love Brooklyn. Killer as in not real killer. She is a killer in business. <laughs> yes, I'm a business. I'm a, I'm a shark, as you are, I would say. <laughs> you are a shark. How different are the people that you recruit, brokers that you recruit, between Brooklyn and the Hamptons? Um, and the Hamptons is not a good case study because I just started between okay. Brooklyn and Manhattan. Yeah, sure. There's Let's a, do that. Yeah, there's a big mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, for sure. Because I think in terms of personalities, way of personalities, the way you structure your business. Well, first of all, the, the price point's fundamentally a little bit different, sure. right? Like in Manhattan, you can do twenty million dollars a year in sales on one, one transaction, right? One or deal. two or three. In in if you're lucky, but it, <laughs> look, if you're on the Upper East Side, it it happens often. Yeah. Um, but if you're in Brooklyn, if you're putting up those kinds of numbers, there has to be a process in place. You have to do a heavy amount of volume, which means that there's there for bigger agents in Brooklyn, there's more consistently like an SOP, a standard operating procedure sure. for everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that Brooklyn, there are still parts like South Brooklyn, for instance, is still the wild, wild west. Like the standard five or six percent commission, like. Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the 
to me, those insulated neighborhoods, whether it's dominated by a certain religion or dominated by ethnic, uh, you know, like the Chinese, Benzenhurst, for example, those mm. neighborhoods will always be unique in itself because it's very dominated by that culture only. Yeah. And I think it's hard for somebody like us to come in and penetrate that market when it's been done like that and it will be done like that for the foreseeable future. Right, Can but we look, go in look there at and Bay change? Street. Look at Chinatown in Manhattan. Like, that's right. I, I think that's right? a that's in Manhattan. I think like Bay Ridge. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be hard to change the way the local Russians do business there, and that's how they're they've been doing it for years. Totally. And and for example, like, let's just put like Danielle. Like she she can't just go in there and change the way Bay Ridge <laughs> has been doing business. For 50 years. Right. Kicked me out. Yeah. Right. But it's not about, right. and my role is not about changing the way that anybody does business. It's about mm-hmm. finding the people that are the best at what they do and helping them get better. How do you find brokers that can charge, let's just say, a full commission in yeah. Bay Ridge? 6%. I'll be honest, concierge really helps, right? Yeah. Like having the, the conversation around programs that Compass is building to help defend commissions on a national level. I think in New York, because we don't have an MLS and we don't have a Redfin, we don't have this conversation enough. But discount brokerages across the country are a phenomenon, right? Like this, not, well, they always have been. Right, but I'm saying that with with Redfin, with with any any discount brokerage, a lot of agents in Manhattan specifically like that'll never come here. Sure. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But then there's companies like Preview. There's like you're being forced to have a conversation about why you're like if I had to start walking into every meeting and op- spending the first 20 minutes of any meeting talking about why I deserved my salary, that would that would really deeply affect me in a lot of ways. Of course. So I think as agents... That's our life, though. Right. <laughs> but, you know, to, to be in a position where you're up against, oh, well, I'll just go on Street Easy, I don't need a buyer's agent, or up against, well, I have this company called Preview that will give me the rebate of the buyer's agent. Like, why do you deserve 2.5% sure. for showing mm-hmm. me Sure, around? you got to be able to showcase your value. Right, and yeah. I think a lot of time, Manhattan doesn't have that conversation very often. Brooklyn, because there are still a lot of non-Rebney discount brokerage shops, the tools that we're building to help you kind of defend that 5 and 6%, those are getting talked about much more. Much more, yeah. Right, like Good. concierge, bridge loans when they come out. Sure. That's a very, it's sure. a conversation ender. Sure. Right, like yeah. I'll front you the money. It changes the game. Yeah, totally. Uh, Daisy, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Danielle has a couple questions, maybe one or two questions. That she would like to ask. I do. Um, yeah, so I always see your your fun Instagram posts with the sunrise. It's not like the fun we, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let's get Let's to end the on a high stuff. note. So, like, and you're always so high energy. What motivates you every morning? Like, what are your routines like? Ooh, nice. What keeps morning you going routine. with your... Because yeah. sales positions are hard, so totally. you're kind of in one selling, selling totally. compass, selling the brokerage. So, I'm selling, what keeps yeah. you motivated? I'm selling to salespeople, and I, I one of the big reasons why I took this job is because I thought, you know, if I'm... If I'm negotiating with, if I'm selling to the top salespeople and the top negotiators on the planet, because here's the thing, no matter what you do, if you're a successful agent in New York City, you have to be creative, you have to be ambitious, you have to be a hustler. Um, so that's who I'm working with every day. Like, done. My rate of learning <laughs> is just going to be so much faster than if I were in any other industry. Um, so a big part of what motivates me is, is the learning. Like I, I try in any sales role, if you make it about the number, it's gonna. It's the number's never gonna be big enough. Yeah, true. Right, and it's never gonna come fast enough. If you're chasing. You're chasing. It's, it's just gonna keep going. And going. Yeah, you can't so, chase it. Yeah. So I'm really motivated by 
um, Courtney Crawless, actually. Cool. She, was, she was one of my earliest mentors at Compass, and she always told me, stay close to the fire and remember why you're doing this. So, so stay close to the fire. I spend a massive chunk of my day with agents that are already here that are not giving me leads, that are not working on current agents with me. Like I go to all the sales meetings, I go to the workshops, I go to the panels because what motivates me is to see that like I'm not selling widgets. I'm giving people the opportunity to fundamentally transform how they do business. Sure. Um, and then I also do And that gets love, you up early in the morning? Um, that, she asked what motivated me, what my routines are. I'm a big routine person too. And Courtney um, actually talks about her morning routine, which right. I started implementing too, which is great. I love it. I love it. Play. We on what do you do for play? Dance? Um, so I have a mini trampoline. Oh yeah, which, <laughs> that's right. <I've> seen that. <laughs> which my, I've seen your selfie with yep, that. Yep, with right. my ex-boyfriend actually bought, and I, I got in the breakup because I used it much more. Um, it's a rebounder. Here's the thing. You cannot bounce on a trampoline for one or two songs and have a bad day. Like those two things cannot coexist. No matter okay. what happens, like if you if you so have So your bounce, rebound was a trampoline. Oh yeah, I my like rebound it. is so a funny. trampoline. <laughs> uh, so I I, I have a bounce. That's a big one. I also I I haven't done Ninja the workshop. I read Ninja selling the book and I love the two notes of gratitude. So I wake up like first things first, I keep stationary by my bed. I bang out two postcards or two notes to people unrelated to work, just like why I'm grateful for them. Because you train your mind then to start waking up and focusing on Who what you like you're grateful them to? for. Friends, friends, family, um, you know, people I haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. It's something that you know, let's say something reminds me of someone that I went to school with and I haven't talked to in three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm running late, if it's I'm a little hungover, it might be a text message. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um, okay. But just waking up and starting the day by putting good energy out That's there. Um, and then. What about do you do that positive self talk? The reinforcement. I, I don't. Um, I. That was Courtney's training too, right? Yeah, yeah. I um I journal a lot. Like I definitely write down. I think it just helps me. I like write down like what's going on in my life and head mm -hmm. it's also such fun to read your journals from 5, 10, 15 years ago I bet um, so I do that in the morning two positive notes have a bounce on the trampoline and you go work out um, I usually work out at night actually oh you do okay oh yeah so you have your dance thing um, at night and then I've also started meditating just so that I sound like the most obnoxious salesperson that you have on this pod <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, just to wrap up uh, just can you give us since you've studied brokers so much, three traits of top brokers that they all have in common. Consistency. There you go. It's what you do every day that matters. 100%. No one just gets up and gets lucky off a million dollar deal and then just goes back to sleep. Yeah, mm -hmm. consistency. Consistency. And, and like emphasizing consistency in marketing, consistency in pipeline build, like top brokers all have systems. They might not know that they have systems, but like they've got consistent routines. So consistency is one. Uh, clarity is two. Clarity. Well, define that. Um, they know their goals. They know their market. Yeah. Right. They're not saying like, oh, I have this pocket of rich friends and maybe this will happen. It's like they know exactly what they want from their business. Yep. And they're focused in that location, geography or group, whatever it may be. But clarity is also about like if, if what you want from your business is to work two or three days a week and be able to take two months off to sure. go to the south of France. Great. Like yep. those people are also very successful. Because like yep. <laughs> at that price, you know, they're networking with people at a price point where you can have both. But yep. there's clarity. So consistency, clarity, clarity. and... Heart, same thing. Heart. They're, they're not in it for the numbers. Like, or even if they are, they know. Like, they love money. But like, there's a there's a love behind why they're doing what they're doing. Ah, I right? love it. Like, I've never met a top broker that's like, oh, I stumbled into this and I haven't stumbled out of it yet. Like, there's yeah. a commitment level there. Ah, oh, clarity, consistency, okay. and commitment. 
Done. Right, oh. right. That that's good. Look at that. yeah, that's good. I like that. I got good my job. three C's. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we you got your three C's. We we have our H H I. You remember that? Humble, hungry, and intelligent. God, it's been years. But I like I like <laughs> yeah. I like I like I like yours a little better. Uh, clarity, consistency, commitment. Good. Clarity. You're going to use that on your next uh, your next pitch. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go bang the phones right now. Commitment. <laughs> yeah. Commitment. What are you committing to? You wanna, oh, feels do, good. Do you have ten seconds that you want to talk about uh, what you're working on in the future that excites you? Everything. Every- <laughs> Everything. That's great. That's great. Um, good. Excited for sunrise. Excited for my next meeting. There you go. Keep the vibe alive. Thank cool. you so much for having Thank me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, Daisy, yeah. go on everybody. Thank you for listening. Of course. All right.